Live from their living rooms, Cambridge mis Vintage Mystery Players are pleased to present case number 12 from the casebook of the Marshall Sisters Detective Agency. It's 1929, and government cryptologists have once again intercepted radio transmissions and cracked codes to determine that a local speakeasy is importing and selling bootleg liquor in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Will the Marshall sisters be able to prevent their friend Queenie from going to the Who's Gow? How will they deal with a shocking secret from their family's past? And what has happened to the resident mystic? Find out in The Loathsome Lingering Lancashire Legacy. Act one, scene one, Marshall Sisters Detective Agency. Morning, sis. I haven't seen Madame Mystica lurking about at her salon downstairs for a couple of days, have you? Nope. Maybe she's on the astral plane. <laughs> You're probably right. I have to admit, I kind of miss her popping out with messages from the spirits as I'm climbing the stairs. <laughs> What's that you're reading? It's Auntie May's latest letter. She's in England learning about how women mill workers, some as young as 12, are organizing unions to secure better pay and working conditions. She is truly amazing. Starting out here in Cambridge, working on the women's suffrage movement, then going on to support women workers, organizing first here and, and now around the world. You shred it, Weed. She says in her letter that she has been staying at the old Marshall Manor in Grassington, and she has discovered something shocking about our family that she'll tell us in person. Something shocking? I wonder what it could be. We already know that our ancestors exploited peasant labor, then exploited factory workers, first in England and then here, when great-grandfather decided to expand his manufacturing business to the U.S., and then there was all the killing people in the Crusades and the wars. It is hard to imagine what could be worse than that. Do you ever think about visiting England again? Sometimes I think about all the fun we used to have playing at Marshall Manor, pretending to be queens and princesses when we visited each summer. I do too. Remember all those gowns and the furs we found in the attic? how we used to dance around in them in the ballroom, imagining our future sweethearts. <laughs> and then we actually did meet our sweethearts in that ballroom, one of those county balls mother made us attend. You met Edward and I met Tommy. They were so dashing in their officers' uniforms. Then we both got engaged and they went off to the Great War and didn't come back. Well, Tommy's body came back but his mind stayed in those trenches. Yeah. Remember when Madame, whatever she was calling herself then, channeled him saying goodbye to you at one of her seances and, and it turned out that Tommy had died at that exact moment? It's hard to believe, but- It was applesauce. And that's why we don't think about or want to go back to England. It's been so many years that it seems like we should be over them by now, but- I know Tim thinks you should be ready to get married to him. <laughs> right back at you, except with Jimmy Morrison. <laughs> knock, knock. Come in. Alice, Louise, so nice to see you again. I trust your detective agency business is going well. Elizabeth, what are you doing here? <clears throat> I mean, uh, please come in and sit down. 
Thank you. Allow me to introduce Elliot Ness of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Mr. Ness, Ms. Alice Marshall, and Ms. Louise Marshall. Lady detectives, Mrs. Friedman, when you said you had, had worked with an excellent detective agency in Cambridge, I, I didn't expect... Ladies trying to do a man's job. Mr. Ness, our detective agency has been in business for 10 years, and we have references for many satisfied clients in Cambridge and Boston, if you would like to see them. Too right. But what brings you to our fair city so soon after last time, Elizabeth? I thought you determined a few months ago that the bootleggers' transmissions you intercepted were actually coming from down the coast, not from here in Cambridge, as you originally thought. That turned out to be a false lead. We now think that the transmission signals were rerouted to other transmitters using complicated technological techniques that our staff are still trying to figure out. But why are you back in Cambridge now? Uh, of course, it's always wonderful to see you and hear about your exciting job as a government cryptologist. That's why I'm back in Cambridge. The transmission started up again a few weeks ago and we tracked them to this block. On Friday, Mr. Ness's team of government agents, or G-men, as they are called in the popular press, will arrive and investigate every business in this neighborhood until they track down these criminals. Well, well, that sounds like quite a case. Thanks for stopping by to let us know. Unfortunately, we have to leave now for an important meeting with the client. Get a wiggle on, Louise. You're leaving, uh, but I was hoping we could hire your agency to help with the case. Sorry, no time. Can't keep a client waiting. You can see yourself out. <laughs> Stop. On behalf of the U.S. government. We'll let Elizabeth know if we have anything to report. Act one, scene two, 436 speakeasy. Knock, 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 knock. Beat it, we're closed. Knock, 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 knock. I said scram. You want I should come out and tell you in person? I've had it with this. I'm gonna get a wiggle on and meet up with Tim between his magic shows. Come on, Joe, open up, it's Alice Marshall. Oh, sorry, Miss Marshall. I didn't realize it was you, dames. I mean, I mean, ladies out there, you should see some of the deadbeats we get pounding on the door all hours of the day and night. Hi, Alice. Come on in and take a load off. Dorothy and Adina were just telling me about their plans for a new talkie about Adina's life. And we can have Lucia Lynn Moses dancing on the bar when the films open. Uh, Dorothy, I'm excited that you are making a film about my life and that Lucia Lynn Moses will play me, but I'm a woodcarver, entrepreneur, and philanthropist, not someone who dances on bars. <laughs> this is the celluloid world, Adina, not the prosaic one. We need glitz, glamour, and it. Well, I never thought until a few months ago that I would be spending time with movie directors, lady detectives, and the queen of the bootleggers. So I guess my life is pretty exciting these days. I really want to hear about this talkie, but right now I have front page news that can't wait. Elizabeth Friedman, the cryptologist, 
and her G-men are hot on your tail again, Queenie, and they are going to start busting down doors in this neighborhood on Friday. Friday? That's only two days away. That is outrageous! Government agents busting down the doors of law-abiding business owners? Well, technically, Dorothy, bootlegging and selling bootlegged liquor is illegal. And while we're on the subject, Queenie, you promised you wouldn't use the radio station transmitter to send coded messages to your suppliers anymore. That's why you were about to be busted, because your messages were intercepted and tracked to this area again. Well, I'm sorry, but I've got a business to run and supply just can't keep up with demand, which is why I've had to expand my number of suppliers. And since Adina's visit to Toronto to visit Lyman Graves, he's decided to get out of the business and pursue a respectable career. I met all of his family and friends during my visit, and they're all in professional occupations like lawyer, businessman, and even a doctor. It seems that there are more opportunities for Afro-American men to pursue professional careers in Canada than there are in the U.S. And he is quite wonderful. I have never been married because I like my independence, but I might consider it with Lyman. Adina, that's the cat's pajamas. I am so happy for you and Lyman. Now back to you, Queenie. Who is your new supplier now that Lyman is out of the business? And when is your next delivery due? Well, it's best not to use names. I do have a delivery due tomorrow night. My new supplier does seem to communicate a lot more than my previous one. I keep telling him to dial it back. And the G-men are coming here on Friday, so we've got to figure out some way to stop it. Hmm, you just okay. said I can't use the radio station transmitter. Although I recently got some carrier pigeons as a backup way to communicate in case of a problem with radio transmissions. So that's where all the cooing on the roof is coming from. Why couldn't you have switched to that instead of using the transmitter and increasing your chances of being caught? All right, all right, I'm sorry. Wince, I mean, my new supplier says he doesn't like birds, but right now we have to figure out how to get this place to not look like a speakeasy within 48 hours. How about making it into a tea shop? A refined establishment where ladies meet for tea, cakes, and finger sandwiches will certainly appear to be above reproach when the G-men burst in. Adina, you're firing on all cylinders. We've already got the chairs, the tables, the teacups and linens, and the waiters. Joe, Harry, Get down to the tunnels and move the hooch from the Charles River Tunnel to the other one. Then block off the ends outside and here in the kitchen. You want we should pick up some of those three-tiered silver strands from the shirt and commander? How do you know about those afternoon tea stands? And how would you even get into the Sheraton commander? You're not exactly their usual clientele. I got more class than you think, Miss Queenie. And there are plenty of tunnels under the city besides the ones that you use. Okie dokie. You boys better get started. 
Now, what am I going to do about getting somebody to do the baking? I'm not exactly Betty Crocker. I have a client on my employment agency books who's looking for a job as a cook. All her references say that she is an excellent baker. Can you get her over here, Toot Sweet? Certainly. If Joe and Harry can help me, we can set up some of my wood carvings around the places where the tunnels are blocked off to make things look more permanent. Uh, Queenie, are the gentlemen who have gone to work on the tunnels also the waiters you plan to use for the tea shop? If so, may I suggest some elocution lessons? Good point. But where am I going to find someone who can do that today? I can take care of it. I sometimes work on elocution with my employment agency clients to prepare them for job interviews. Joe, Harry, get back here so Miss White can give you some elocution lessons. Hello, how much? She's going to teach you how to talk classy. Okay, Joe, let's start with you. So when you go to someone's table to take an order, what do you say? Hey, use dames want Canadian or Scottish tea. Okay, uh, let's just do a bit of work on that. <clears throat> Good afternoon, ladies. Would you like oolong or Darjeeling tea? Hey, do you use dames? I mean, ladies. One, scene three, Marshall Detective Agency. So Queenie has been using the radio transmitter again? I thought she got it when you explained last time. She got nothing. So now she has 48 hours to transform the juice joint into a tea room and send a message to her supplier's boat in Boston Harbor via carrying pigeon. I thought it was only in books or talkies that people use carrier pigeons. And what are they going to do about Elizabeth and her G-men? They can come back here at any minute. Knock, knock, knock. Open up in there. I haven't got all day. Keep your hair on and come in, Mrs. Myers. What's got you all hot and bothered? Have you seen that crazy Madame Mystica Dame today? No, we were just saying we haven't seen her in a couple of days. And what do you care? I thought she drove you crazy. Oh, she does. But, she, but the listeners love her which means advertisers love her, which means they pay me so I can keep the station going. Well, why are you flapping your gums at us about this? Because her show goes on in 15 minutes and one of you is going to do it. What? <laughs> are you kidding? Oh. No way. Oh, yes, you are. If you want to keep your interview show on the air, you don't bring in as much advertising as Mystica does, and I can easily cancel your show if you don't do this little favor. Cancel our show, little favor. I'll see you upstairs at the station in a few minutes. <sighs> I am not. There is no way that I show. You've got I'm to, because I'll be in the production booth figuring out how we can stop Queenie from using the transmitter in future. Well. Okay, but I did have to work in the chocolate dipping room at Massive Candy, and I got sawed in half at the Scenic Temple Vaudeville Theater. Says you. Don't forget I had to be the Massive Candy president's secretary while you were eating candy. And I had to tap dance with Dolly's Dancing Darlings at Scenic Temple. <laughs> that was rough, sis. Um, how many left feet did Mrs. Myers say you had again? 
Never mind that now. We gotta go beat feet upstairs to the radio station. Act two, scene one, Marshall Detective Agency. I can't decide if doing Madame's show and pretending to talk to the spirits was worse than being sawed in half or not. You were pretty bad, sis. I guess you don't have Madame's gift. I want to think it's all applesauce, but then I remember that seance where it seemed like Edward spoke to you. And then at the minute when Tommy died, something spelled out goodbye on the planchette. Back to the present and how to foil the G-men. I put a lock on the transmitter and will only share the combination with the other radio engineer at the station. That should stop Queenie for now. Nice work, sis. Maybe she can stick to using carrier pigeons. It seemed a bit fishy when she said her new supplier communicated a lot, increasing the chance of getting caught. Knock, knock. Come in. Hello, girls. I just got back from England. I have so much to tell you. Welcome back, Auntie May. It's so great to see you. Take a seat. We'll pour you a cup of Queenie's tea. We definitely need to get her to start using carrier pigeons if we are going to keep our supply going. Carrier pigeons? Oh, never mind about that now. We want to hear about your trip to England and especially about your shocking discovery about our family's sources of wealth. And what could be worse than what we already know? I stayed in Marshall Hall with your third cousin, Henry, and his wife, Meredith. They inherited the entire estate from your grandfather instead of me because of the ridiculous inheritance laws preventing women from inheriting. Thankfully, they are ethical socialists, members of the Fabian Society, and are transforming the estate into an agrarian cooperative with shared ownership among all members. I think I can guess from the name what ethical socialists are, but what is the Fabian Society? It is an organization focused on social justice reforms, including minimum wage, universal health care, a national education system and universal suffrage. Not surprisingly, Emmeline Pankhurst is a leader in the movement. It makes sense that the leading suffragette in England is part of the organization. It sounds like Henry and Meredith are the right people to change things on the estate to give the workers equal ownership. Yes, you must come over to England with me on my next trip. I've, also, I've told them all about your agency and your radio show, and they are excited to meet you. They want to see the daring Detective Dane talking about you too, but it's not available there. Are any of the flax mills grandfather owned still in business? I remember seeing photos of the Temple Works factory in Leeds, which she said was modeled on the Temple of, the, of Oris in Egypt. Yeah, I remember those photos. He even had an obelisk. He was so proud to have built the largest single room structure in the world. Those mills went out of business in the mid 19th century, which is why my father, your grandfather, moved to Cambridge and invested in mills and law. But the terrible thing I have to tell you is about another investment our family made. Henry and Meredith had been going through all of the old papers at the house and they discovered that my grandfather invested in the transatlantic slave trade. The slave trade? I know the British, our ancestors, 
who'd settled in the US and their descendants, enslaved Africans. But beyond that, what is the connection to England? Henry and Meredith met at Oxford University where they both studied history. Although the global slave trade was not on the curriculum, they became interested in learning more about the role England played. They did research on individual historic documents, including those at Marshall Manor, and discovered that Liverpool was the center of the global slave trade in the 18th and 19th centuries. What was great-grandfather's role? It is very painful to talk about this, but... Mm. Like many other businessmen at the time, he invested in the slave trade as one would invest in another commodity. And that is part of the source of our family's wealth that helped your grandfather establish and your father continue to run the factories here in the US. And pay for our nice house on Brattle Street and our education. This is Shocking. I always think of the people in the southern U.S. states as the guilty ones because they enslaved people and fought in the Civil War to keep slavery going. Me too. But I never thought about the people that captured and transported the enslaved Africans and those who profited from it. And lo and behold, it was our family. Meredith and Henry are continuing their research to see if they can identify descendants of the individuals who were enslaved so they can make financial restitution. Count us in. Act two, scene two, refined ladies tea shop. Nobody move. This is the FBI and we have this joint surrounded. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I am the proprietress of this tea shop, which is mainly patronized by ladies, but I'm sure we can find you a table. How many will that be? This is not a tea party, ma'am. It is a government raid on an establishment suspected of selling illegal liquor smuggled in from Canada. I am shocked at your implication, Mr. Ness. Elliot Ness. And your name is? Queenie. Queenie, eh? I knew I recognized you. You started in that queen of the you started that queen of the bootleggers talkie last year. Yes, I did. I hope you enjoyed my performance. As you know, starring in a talkie as a bootlegger does not mean that one is a bootlegger. And thankfully, the world famous Hollywood director Dorothy Arzner is here filming her latest talkie. So can explain that to you. As the greatest director of my generation, I would be happy to explain the difference between real life and the talkies to this gentleman some other time. Right now, I am busy filming. Filming a Hollywood talkie in a Cambridge tea shop? Isn't that a bit tame for the big screen? My dear Mr. Um, I capture lives of amazing women on film, wherever they happen. For example, I am currently filming Miss Adina White, professional woodcarver, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. And you and your club hopping goons are interrupting the creative process. Uh, well, we still need to search the premises thoroughly. 
go right ahead. Please try not to disturb my lady's enjoyment of their afternoon tea any longer than absolutely necessary. <laughs> Apologies for this disturbance, ladies. Please continue to enjoy your tea, and I'm sure this absurd misunderstanding will be cleared up soon. Okay, boys. Be sure to check everywhere, including behind the paneling, for a hidden tunnel running down to the river. Adina! Let's get back to filming some of your wood carvings while you talk about this work and your inspiration. Lights, camera, action! I started carving as a child and my work is inspired by nature. This fireplace screen has a flower and vine motif that is based on my mother's garden in our house in Ohio. I sketch my ideas first and then carve them into the wood. Fireplace screen, eh? Good way to hide a tongue. Cut! Mr. Um, you are interrupting a live filming of a talented artist as the great director of my generation. I am not accustomed I, I to- I don't care if you're the queen of Sheba, madam. I am here on behalf of your government to stop illegal trafficking and alcohol. Uh, Miss White, how long have you been working on this piece? I created the sketch several months ago and started covering this piece last month. As you can see over here, I create very detailed carvings of each flower, leaf, and vine section, which is very time consuming. Last month, uh, so, the so the tunnel, can't be behind this carving. Uh, I'll go see what my men have found in the kitchen. Please ask your men to tread lightly in the kitchen, Mr. Ness, so the cakes in the oven don't fall. You know how temperamental sponge cake can be, I'm sure. Hmm. Act three, scene one, Charles River Tunnel. I still don't see why you girls had to come with me tonight to meet my supplier. We got rid of the G-Man too sweet. Anyway, I thought we told him to cheese it for a while. You want to see who this guy is, just in case he shows up and figure out if he's trying to get you caught. Everyone in the biz knows the best way to stay off the radar is to limit radio communications, especially with exceptional code breakers like Elizabeth on the job. And how? I wouldn't be surprised if she brings down alcohol own one of these days. It is suspicious that he wouldn't switch from radio to carrier pigeons. What did you say your supplier's name is? I didn't. And he said he won't use carrier pigeons because he has a horror of birds from an incident in his childhood. We must be almost there. I can hear the water. Let me go first. I can signal the boat with my flashlight. Oh, good, they're here. Why don't you girls just stay in the tunnel while I meet the boat at the bank? No way. My dear Queenie, how wonderful to see you. Professor Winslow. Winslow. You're, You're the, the new supplier? Why, Mrs. Marshall, I didn't expect to see you here. Same to you, Buster. So you switched from one illegal operation to another? You started by trying to discredit Dorothy Arsner in Hollywood to get her talkie director jobs, then became a so-called gentleman jewel thief, and now you're a rum runner? 
Uh, the beauty of this modern world is the opportunity to continually reinvent oneself. <laughs> oh, are you still running your little detective agency? Little detective agency? Why, Ayana? May I point out that we are conducting an illegal operation here and should nix the chit-chat. Winslow, have your boys unload the stuff onto these carts for Joe and Harry. And while they're doing that, Professor... I'd like to know why you've been trying to get Queenie arrested. Arrested? What do you mean by this outrageous accusation? We mean that you transmitted via radio way more than was needed, which increased Queenie's chance of getting caught by Elizabeth and her G-men. And you refused to switch to carrier pigeons when Queenie asked you to. Winslow, is this true, you palooka? Why would you do this to me? You refused to do a talkie with me as a director and instead made queen of the bootleggers with Dorothy. If you had made that talkie with me, my career as the greatest director of my generation would have been, would have taken off instead. I'm stuck in backwaters doing petty crimes. After your crew has unloaded all of the boxes, I suggest you get back on your boat and sail off to another backwater. You shred it, we. Cambridge doesn't need you, and the Queen definitely doesn't need you, so scram. Uh, but Queenie, uh, I can explain. Beat feet out of here or tell it to the judge, Professor. Act three, scene two, Marshall Detective Agency. So you can imagine how horrified we were to find out that our ancestors invested in the enslavement of African people, Adina. I always thought of white people in the Southern US as being responsible for owning slaves and, and fighting in the Civil War to keep slavery going. Never really thought about who brought them here and how people in England benefited from slavery in this country. My friend and sister Afro-American philanthropist, Charlotte Hawkins Brown has done a lot of research on who benefited from slavery and Boston and Cambridge are not free of its taint. This includes Harvard University. What do you mean? Boston was one of the major ports where boats carrying enslaved people docked. And auctions of human beings took place at Faneuil Hall in the 18th century. But I always thought that Cambridge and Boston were home to some of the strongest leaders of the abolitionist movement. They were. And they were also home to some slave importers and owners before Massachusetts abolished slavery in 1783. Some of the streets in Cambridge are named after those involved in the slave trade and enslaved people, including Vassal Lane and Wadsworth Street. Why didn't we learn about this in school? The true American history has been hidden or buried to keep the vision of the U.S. as home of the free. It is only now as Afro-American scholars and individuals find and review family papers that the true story is starting to be told. I understand that learning about your family's role in enslavement is shocking to you, but as an Afro-American, I live with this history every day of my life. I, I don't know what to do about these terrible truths. Acknowledging the truth is a starting place. Sharing and learning more about the true history of our nation and our city is also important. I suggest you invite Charlotte Hawkins Brown to be interviewed on your next show so your listeners can continue to learn more about all of Cambridge history.
Ring, ring. Good afternoon, Marshall Sisters Detective Agency. You've got my who in lockup? Alice, pick up the extension, quick. I said, this is Officer Sullivan, and we got your Nan Murdoch here in the Central Square station lockup. Uh, we don't know any Nan Murdoch. You must have the wrong number. Officer, this is a terrible mistake. Madame, Miss Murdoch, please. Listen, we brought her in a couple days ago on fortune-telling swindle charges going back years from New York and Boston. One of the Boston officers who'd been looking for her was over at his mother's house in Cambridge and heard Madame's show, so we tracked her down. She just kept flapping her gums about the round heads of Europe. Madame! <laughs> She's got a lot of names, but we finally identified her as Nan Murdoch from Coma Island and the east side of New York. Please get down here and pick her up now. She's the spirits the are telling crazy. me. Oh, I'm begging you. The spirits. You get out of here the now. Oh, Flaherty, uh, down in the lockup, has already had a nervous breakdown from dealing with her. Officer, you will be hearing from my clients who are the highest in the land about this outrage. Well, that explains her absence. I'll run upstairs and let Mrs. Myers know. I'll run over to the Who's Cow in spring, madame. Her show is due to start in 20 minutes and I am not doing that again. Act three, scene three, refined ladies tea shop. Queenie, what? what's going on here? Look, lady, I've tried and tried to contact the spirit of your damn cat, Fluffy, and he's not showing up, so get off of my phone. Queenie, what's going on here? Shh, help yourself to some tea and take a pew. We're listening to Mrs. Myers doing Madam's show on the radio, and it's a scream. I don't understand why you can't reach Fluffy. He always communicates through my dog. Well, Madam isn't here, so get off of my phone. Mrs. Myers, how dare you talk in that, about Fluffy in that way to Mrs. Farnsworth. Fluffy, are you here with us tonight? Come to Madam. Hallelujah. I never thought I would be, be this happy to see you, Madam, but welcome back. Sorry to shush you when you came in, Louise. That's copacetic, Queenie. I wouldn't want to miss that radio show. Where's Alice? She's gone to see if Jimmy Morrison wants to go out to dinner with her tonight. He's got it bad for her. And she's been giving him the bum's rush for a while. But after we talked about our lost fiancés a couple of days ago, we've both been thinking it has been more than 10 years. So does that mean we're going to see more of you and Tim in here? You just may. Now, what are you going to do about your business supplies now that the professor has faded into the sunset? Well, I've decided to keep the name Refined Ladies Tea Shoppy as an in-joke for my customers. But don't worry, I'll find someone who likes carrier pigeons and conti can continue to supply me with the tea you all enjoy. Cheers, Cheers to that! that. 